Hello, advanced English learners. Welcome back. Today, I am sharing my top strategies for helping you advance your English. Specifically, you'll learn how curiosity can make you become a better language learner. If you're ready to learn, let's get into it. We'll be right back after this short break. All right, so we have five strategies today. And keep in mind that when you're first starting out, I'd like for you to start with implementing one or two of the strategies at a time. And over time and with enough practice, you can add the other strategies. That way you won't overwhelm yourself. Rather, you'll approach this learning opportunity with steady incremental growth. That's the way to make lasting changes on this journey because it is a journey. All right, so let's get into the strategies. Number one way of cultivating your curiosity when it comes to English language learning is to look up the words. The first strategy, looking up words. If you're interested in expanding your vocabulary, looking up new words is a no-brainer. That means that it's an obvious path to improvement, right? That's what a no-brainer is. It's obvious. But what most people don't factor into the equation is also the power of learning the words synonyms and antonyms. All right, so what is the practical application for this? Well, let's say you're having a conversation and you have the word on the tip of your tongue, but you seem to forget it in that moment that you're conversing with someone and you're not able to recall that exact word. What do you do? Well, this would be a perfect opportunity to provide the synonym. So finding another word with the same meaning or similar meaning. Alternatively, you could use the antonym in this case and help you make your point by explaining the opposite. And if you really want to take this exercise to the next level, you can even look up the etymology of the words. The etymology of a word is the origin of the word where it comes from, when it became a word, what other words are similar to it, what other languages have influenced that word because we have words from German, French, Greek, Italian, Latin, right? So where does this word come from? Where does it originate? And you might also learn as a pleasant surprise that there's some influence from your L1, your native language, on this word. And in that case, knowing that, that information can help you retain the word and its meaning and ultimately expand your vocabulary. Because when you're internalizing these words, you're really starting to make them part of your vocabulary. They're not just words that you have to memorize. They're words that you have internalized. And that is the key to vocab retention and usage, right? So if you find that as a pleasant surprise, it's a nice thing to learn, right? So the synonyms, the antonyms, and the etymology, that'll help you expand your vocabulary. And it comes down to curiosity. The second strategy here, seeking knowledge. In this way, when you want to learn something, instead of plugging it into the internet using your native language, your L1, you can search for it in English. Using an English language medium to search for something will get you into the practice of using your English in practical ways. At the same time, you get the targeted English language practice 
which will undoubtedly improve your English. So two birds and one stone, if you've heard that expression in English, right? That means that we've got two goals here that are achieved with one type of effort, right? You're looking up the word, but you're doing it in English, so you're practicing your English, and you're also getting that information that you're seeking. Strategy number three, getting lost in conversation. So getting lost in this case is a positive thing, right, in this context. It's about being completely absorbed and enraptured by the conversation that you don't even sense the passage of time, right? You look at your watch and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it's been three hours since we sat down chatting. You've had those conversations, as have I, and those are fun. These kinds of conversations describe times and talks where you might get a bit carried away. And again, carried away is not a bad thing in this context because that enables you to dig deep on a topic and let it take you to various subtopics as well. The beauty of this type of conversation when you're really approaching it with curiosity is that it ebbs and flows. There's some movement to it. And you start with one topic and you don't even know where you're going to end up. So it's very fun to have these kinds of conversations. And that's how you approach it with curiosity. You let it take you and guide you where it may. So no time crunch with these types of conversations. You want to be having some time with them, be involved, be actively listening and participate, and then have that curiosity, like I said. Number four, staying hungry for more. Okay, so when it comes to learning, aim to have an insatiable appetite. That means that no matter what you consume, what you eat, let's say, you're still hungry. You're still wanting to know more, to learn more, right? So this is what we mean, metaphorically speaking, to have an insatiable appetite. No matter how much you learn, you want to learn more. And that is the right attitude, especially when it comes to improving a skill or learning a skill, right? So in this context, it's English language and communication that you're aiming to improve. So this attitude and mindset will position you for future growth and continual learning. When you approach life with this mentality, you adopt a growth mindset. And so according to the renowned Stanford psychology professor, Carol Dweck, who came up with the term and coined the term growth mindset, a growth mindset is a belief that you can learn anything. This means that even when you struggle with certain skills or abilities, you can get better at them by putting in the work and the consistency to improve. So the growth mindset also allows you to view setbacks and challenges as opportunities to grow and learn, right? Failure is a learning opportunity. Just because you might not know something doesn't mean you're not able to learn it. Or just because you might not be that great at one skill doesn't mean that it'll always be like that. If you put in the time and effort and consistency, then over time, you will improve that skill. We'll be right back after this short break. So this is very relevant to English language learning because a growth mindset will enable you to learn from your mistakes and continue to be motivated to improving upon those skills and those mistakes if you're making mistakes, right? And that's a very natural part of the language learning process. So keep that in mind, having a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset. Strategy number five 
aiming to understand. So this goes for people and for concepts. For example, when you bring a curious mindset to the conversations that you have with people, it focuses your attention on understanding the other person. This type of kind-hearted curiosity cultivates empathy. And I say kind-hearted curiosity because it's the type of curiosity where you really want to get to know the person and you really want to understand them. It's not the type of curiosity where it's just about asking questions and being nosy. That's not kind-hearted curiosity. That's just to get information out of someone, right? That's not what we're talking about here. That's why I label it as kind-hearted curiosity because that's how you foster that connection with someone and you start to create that empathy with them, right? That empathy is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes, metaphorically speaking, and share their feelings and their emotional expressibility, even if you have not been in that situation that they're talking about or describing. But we all have that emotional resonance. We have those feelings even if it applies to different scenarios or situations. So that's why when you have that curiosity, that kind-hearted curiosity, you're much more able to start to get to know the person. And you can even start to label these ideas and emotions in English because that might have been foreign to you before. The concept of empathy, for example. In your own language, you do it and you have it in your own culture, but maybe in the English language context, empathy never came up. And of course, it's very important. So So be aware of that. Be attuned to that kind of emotional expressibility in when you're improving your English language. And the curiosity here can also apply to concepts. So it might be curiosity for a meme you saw on social media and you want to get to the bottom of what it means and the significance of something like this. Maybe you're curious about a cultural idiom that you heard or that you came across somewhere, maybe in a series on Netflix or on TV or wherever, in a YouTube video maybe, or maybe even a life philosophy that you want to learn more about and you're intrigued by. So that's what we mean by concepts as well. All right, so those are the five ways that cultivating curiosity will enable you to improve your English language and communication skills. Remember, choose one strategy to focus on at a time and then be consistent with your efforts. And once you feel comfortable with that technique, apply the next one to your daily practice and then move on that way. Continue from there and keep building that momentum and utilizing these methods to improve your English. All right, advanced English learners, thank you so much for joining me for this lesson. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, give it a big thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube and if you're listening to our podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts, be sure to share it with as many people as you can so that we can keep providing you with high quality lessons such as this one. And be sure to leave us a nice review. You can leave up to five stars. It really helps us out. And be sure to also tune into our native English speaker conversations as well. Those conversations give you a great opportunity for improving your listening comprehension, expanding on your vocabulary, working on your pronunciation, and overall improving your fluency in English. So I encourage you to definitely listen to those native English speaker 
conversations. You can also check out our website, which is advancedenglish.co. And while you're there, you can sign up for our free newsletter. We send out weekly emails, so make sure that you're signed up so that you get all the good stuff in there. And also, if you're interested in improving your communication, your social skills, your public speaking skills, your interview skills in English, then I have just the thing for you. We have a wonderful YouTube channel, website, and podcast called Explearning with Mary Daphne. It's a made-up word, but it's EXP Learning, Explearning. And you can check that out. I will link it below. And you can also just find it on the web by typing in explearning.co. And we also have a blog. And if you sign up for our newsletter, which is also free, you'll get all of the communication lessons as well delivered straight to your inbox. So I hope you check it out and let me know what you think. And in the meantime, keep on improving, keep on working on your skills, have that growth mindset. And I'm going to see you very soon for another advanced English lesson where we're going to continue advancing your English together. All right. See you then. Bye for now.